Blog Talk Radio. Hey, yes. you think you 
congregational song, so y'all join in. That's what they let me sing. <laughs>
us on Facebook or, or our YouTube live uh, channel or Facebook live YouTube channel. Uh, if you are in the building, please, please, please uh, share where you are so that we can invite friends and neighbors and family members to worship this morning. Amen. We are grateful to our visitors here today, those who are visiting with us today. Welcome to Ebenezer, the birthplace of gospel music. Happy to see Sister Blanche's granddaughter in the building today. I see you. I see you. You a senior at Kenwood now? We the young. Oh, you went on with me? Oh, my God. Well, I met, see, that's why I messed up. I'm a proud graduate of CBS, so we get things mixed up. But congratulations being at Whitney Young. And I don't know where you're going to go, but the prayer is, that is somebody's HBCU, preferably Spelman, but that's on you. Glad to see you, glad to see you, glad to see you, glad to see you. Amen. Whitney Young, my God. That was smart folk, though, don't you? Yeah, that was smart folk, though. Real smart folk. Did Sister Obama go there, too? Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We are still on cloud nine as... Uh, we are in the afterglow of, of watching, seeing what God has done and is doing in the life of Ebenezer. Amen. 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 I'm going to say a little bit about that, but let me just say this. We're continuing to push and press all of our leaders, all of our members to either be in Sunday school or Bible study. Sunday school or Bible study. If you are a leader, you are a leader, if you are a leader, that means if you are a trustee, if you are a deacon, if you are an usher, Bible study or Sunday school. Leadership requires accountability. I can't get no up here. And the only way we can all get on what we call one accord is if we study together study together. And like I said last Sunday, Ebenezer has always been known as a church, a faith community that has been high on Christian education. We're going to reclaim that. We're reclaiming that. That's the only way we're going to move forward. God has shared. This is the way. Prayer and study. Prayer and study. The people clapping are the ones that's been coming. 
I need you there. And I, ain't, I ain't trying to put nobody on front, front street, but we need you there. Also, third Sunday will be the pictures for all of the uh, ministries at Ebenezer for our pictorial, for our directory. Please, please, please uh, make certain that your group uh, picture is taken. I'm going to ask Sister Pat to, uh, to be prepared at the end of worship to take uh, since Dana been in, got a camera in my house and wearing the same color that I'm wearing uh, today, we can go ahead and take our picture and get that out today. Since I guess that's going to be the official uniform. Uh, what color is this? Tan. Uh, that's going to be the official picture. Amen. Is what? No, you, we st- I still want the picture. I still want the picture of us two today. He don't want this. We might wear our collars next week. Okay. Okay. Let me just say this. Uh, real quickly, many of you know that we went before the commissioners. I, I misspoke last Sunday. I thought it was the city council. It was the commissioners uh, for the preservation, the historic preservation and landmarks of Chicago. Uh, they get, once they approve something, then it goes to the city council, and that shows that they have done their due diligence. And usually the city council is pretty much a formality. Well, Ebenezer went before the commission this past Thursday. And what I will say, to God be the glory for what he has done. Let me say, let me say, let me say, it was a unanimous vote. Every single commissioner voted in favor of our project. They saw our presentation. They saw what we presented. Every single one voted yes. And I want to thank all of the people who have been responsible, who have been working behind the scenes, uh, Karen Swinger, Latanya King, Patricia Butts, um, I'm calling names, uh, and everybody else, because I, I forget names, and then they're going to they hit me up. But everybody, you know who you are, friends of Ebenezer who have been doing, helping as well. But I want to share with you that there was a point in the gathering. We were all online, Zoom or whatever, for this meeting, where there were other persons who had other agendas that wanted to kind of hijack the meeting. Now, they were supposed to be talking about Ebenezer because we were the agenda number five. But when they got to agenda number five, they, pu- they pulled something that I hadn't seen before. And it was, it was, it was and I ain't going to get into all the details. Let's just say it was a, let's just say it was, a, uh, so I don't get, uh, it was a, a community of privilege. Let's put it that way. A community of privilege. They said, oh, we celebrate Ebenezer getting this grant. But our church, <laughs> and the commissioner kindly said, hey, this is Ebenezer's time. Let's, let, we want to stay on the agenda. And then the next person came on, and they said, we celebrate Ebenezer getting this grant. I know it's a beautiful building, but our church... We've been trying to get a hold of y'all for this, that, and the other. And, and, and this wasn't like one or two. There was like four, five. At which point, one of the commissioners put it to a halt and said, 
You are trying to hijack this meeting. This is about Ebenezer. And I ain't going to say who that person is because I'm trying to stay professional, but I thank that commissioner for doing this. But then, that was just for the public comment so anybody could speak. So I want to personally thank Latanya King. Who, I don't know if it's a trait of the West Side or her tremendous uh, education from Illinois State. I don't know what it was, but she, she, huh? What you, her new last name? name? That might have been a wait, but anyway. But anyway, she spoke up with passion. And she, y'all ever see that game Whack-A-Mole where you kill her? That's what Latanya did to every single one of those people. Every single one of them. She put them under her foot. And I said, well, okay then. I don't need to say nothing much else after that. So, and I want to thank Patricia, who also was on the call, who also said, hey, you know, we, this is Ebenezer's time. And then, you know, little pastor me had a, a few comments to make, right? But I want to thank them. And there were others who were on the call as well for standing up. For, I mean, she did it with passion. I, it is recorded. You can go see it for yourself. I mean, she, she did everything. I ain't going to say that. She just, she said it the way it needed to be said. And Ebenezer, you would have been proud. And I want you to know also, I want you to know also, those commissioners and everyone else that was on that call are so excited about our project. They want to do more. Y'all ain't heard me. They said, they asked the question, and now, now they asked the question. They said, said Pastor, uh, is there land across the street that's next to y'all? We said, yeah. Well, ain't there something we can do? But who owns that land? So y'all don't know favor when favor hitting you in the face. Now, now, Ebenezer, this was recorded, so we got a record. So we can go back and say, uh, Commissioner so-and-so, you said but what I want to share with you is this, and I don't want to belabor the hour because this is worship time. Ebenezer, we can't let other folks be excited, more excited about what we got to do. So all of y'all that are, are, are fence setters as it relates to your support, this is where you got to dig deep, y'all. And if you dug deep and you, you know, scraping lint out, this is where you call on your friends who you've always been there for, now it's time for them to be there for you. Here at Ebenezer, we have $300,000 that we need to raise by January. Now, how many of y'all believe that God has all power in his hand? So let's keep praying. Let's keep giving. Let's keep sharing our story. When they heard that I'm the fourth or fifth generation of this church. they like, my God, Ebenezer been around that long? Yes. We got we to make certain this church is around for years to come. 
that's a quote. And they specifically mentioned, one commissioner specifically mentioned Latine said, and I just heard the passion of you. Who's that, Miss King? Oh, my God. Ebenezer needs to go further. So I just want you all to know about the good report. It was amazing. It was awesome. The team was doing this job, and it's just amazing what we can do when we work together. So, so, so I ain't worried about city council. I ain't, wor- I ain't worried about that. I ain't worried about us. I just know we need to do what we need to do. Now, you can look around. There's more seats than people in here. But how many of y'all know God ain't never called a, a majority of nobody to do nothing? Two or three? Gather together. One accord. We can do great things. How many of you are ready to do great things? Great things to the glory of God. Let's continue to worship this morning.
to make sure they don't get a base play or something. Amen. Because he was getting it yesterday. Hallelujah. It's offering time, sir. Just in another moment, let's go in front of this offering time. Look, those of you watching online, you can give. There are several ways to give. I'm going to stop saying five. There's several ways you can give online. You can go to EbenezerBronzeville.org. Hit the give now button. And uh, those of you friends of Ebenezer, just uh, contributing or continue to contribute to our uh, restoration project. That button is there as well. FOE, friends of Ebenezer, you can give there. Uh, you can also give via text to give. That number is 312-779-0146. Again, 312-779-0146. You can also give by mail or drop off your gift, 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. You can also give by quick pay or Zelle. That number is 773-960-9028. Or, of course, as always, for those of you who are in the house, if you need those directions, just ask an usher. They'll give you a card with all the information that I just gave you. Amen. Let us pray for the offering. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you in advance. For the seeds, God, we thank you for the store, and we thank you for the gift. Now, God, use whatever it is that we receive, God, and multiply it so that we can continue to do the work of your kingdom in this place. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on. Amen. I thank Minister King for the recognizing Mark. It's always good to recognize our young people. Jakari, I understand you start a new job soon or have started a new job that allows you to be at church on Sunday too. Praise the Lord. I said that publicly for a reason. Oh, praise the Lord. Already naked, recognize Nyla who's in the building with us and our other young people who are here. We just thank God for your presence. If we don't give them a platform, they will find one somewhere else. Oh, I can't get no help. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. 
certainly want to recognize Miss Prefen Song, who is here from all the way from Thailand. Thailand. Praise the Lord. What city? Uh, what, where? Bangkok or Phuket or where? Taiwan. He said Thailand. Taiwan. Okay. Taiwan. Praise the Lord being here from Taiwan. Say some good things when you go back home about Ebenezer. Amen. Amen. It's prayer time and we want to recognize those of who are on our prayer list. We have so many people that we want to pray for. We're praying for Michael Bryant, um, family member that's a cousin, cousin of Artel, Carol Blevins, praying for her. We can keep her name on the list. She has made it a point to say, I, I, I still need prayer. Amen. We have no problem with that. Lindsay Mayfield, continue to pray for Marguerite Jones, Doris Robinson, Deacon Chester Coleman, Elise and Willie Grant, Alfred Moore, Kenneth Sexton. I'm lifting up Sister Vivian Peake this morning. She's okay, but dealing with a little bronchitis, praying for her. Al and Mary Burton, Shirley Anderson, Mary Sumter, Sarah Phillips, we're praying for her. Mary Alexander Gladys Evans. Reverend James Thompson, Albert Cheney, son of Reba Cheney. Angela Williams, daughter of Patricia Hatcher, Glorine Driver, friend of Gail and Juanita Cooper, David Pearson, Bernetta Pearson, parents of Dr. Pam Person. We're praying for Dr. Pam this morning, who's away on a retreat. Praying for Michael Jones, Jr., Deacon James Smith, Ernestine Rowe, Tracy Hill, Chandler Hill, Laura Eddings, Jalisha Eddings, Maisie Jordan, we're praying for Wanda Kimbrough, niece of Freddie Boyd. Michael Ross, we're praying for him. We're praying for Lily Turner, Mother Turner, who is the mother of Phyllis Brim, one of our online partners who faithfully supports our church. She's requesting prayer on behalf of her mother. And we're also remembering those people impacted the loss of their queen in England. We're praying for our brothers and sisters over in England and the UK. And I know that sometimes we can have different attitudes about people, monarchs and all of that. But the bottom line and at the very essence, somebody lost their mother and lost their grandmother and lost one of their leaders. And so we remember them as well. We also pause to remember those who, those almost 3,000 people that lost their lives 21 years ago on September 11th. You were there, those of you were long, if you here older than 21 years old, you, were, you know where you were. When you saw those planes hit the Twin Towers and hit the Pentagon, I know where I was. I know where I was, at my desk. Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, Marine Corps base. And I knew that very moment that we would be fighting a war real soon. 
So we remember those persons who lost loved ones, who, who, whose lives were snatched from them in a horrific way. We remember those who are lost in our community to gun violence. We remember and we lift all who are mourning in prayer. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we are grateful to be here today. We are grateful to be in this sacred space, God. We're asking, oh God, as those who are standing, God, that you will come and see about us, oh God, as we are standing and interceding on behalf of people, oh God, that we know or people who are on our hearts and our minds. God, we know the power of prayer. We know that prayer changes things. And if it doesn't change the circumstance, it'll change us. So, God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you will have mercy, O oh God. Have mercy, O oh God, in our communities. Have mercy, O oh God, in, in, in our homes, O oh God, in our marriages, in our relationships, O oh God. Have mercy, O oh God. Have mercy, O oh God, to those who are in sick rooms, those who are in hospitals, those who are incarcerated. God, we remember them and lift them up, O oh God. Remember our young people, O oh God. Remember our students, O oh God. Remember, we remember right now, God, lift up the Kenwood High School family, O oh God. Young man shot right there in front of his school. Have mercy, O oh God. God, I ask that you would bless the work that you've given to our hands, O oh God. God, we're not working just to restore this building just so it can be a museum. We, we are restoring this building, oh God, for the work of ministry. So that we can continue, oh God, to share the good news, share the gospel that compel men and women to come to Christ. God, we ask right now, oh God, that you would continue to bless us. Bless our leadership, oh God. Bless our chairman of our deacon board, chairman of our trustee board, our treasurer. God, we lift up Stanley right now, oh God. Stanley Stovall, we have mercy on him right now, oh God. Heal his body, oh God. Heal his body in the name of Jesus. God, we're just thankful today because you have shown yourself to be strong and mighty. You have shown yourself to still have all power in your hands. So God, whatever we stand in need of, oh God, have your way, oh God. Have your way. We'll be ever so careful to give you the praise to give you the honor. We bow in humble submission, oh God, knowing it's not about us, but it's all about you. We'll give you that praise, oh God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. And all of God's people say it. Amen. You may be seated in his presence.
تعارف کی ہیں
Richard Smallwood sing that live a couple of weeks ago. And we heard it before, but when you think about the words, trust me. That's what God is saying to each and every one of us. Trust me. If you will just, if you will only trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, Ebenezer, trust me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. 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 If you will just trust me. Amen. Amen. Happy birthday yet again for all those born in the month of September. Happy special brother. Birthday to my brother beloved who celebrated his 58th appearance around the sun on yesterday. You see what he's wearing, right? Y'all see what he's wearing, right? And I have a special gift for him today. I I decided I was going to preach the longest sermon I have ever preached. (laughs) Just for him. (laughs) It's going to be a series. All three preached tonight. (laughs) But he has been doing an amazing job as the chairman of the trustee board. I want to speak from the subject. Well, let me read the Exodus once more. And again, three and one says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. I want to speak from the subject, the backside of the desert. The backside of the desert. You know, Ebenezer, we enjoy the comfort that comes from reputation and replication. I know that's a premise that you may debate, but I can prove it this morning. We love the comfort that comes from repetition and replication. And I can prove it. Try to change anything in the church. And what is the first thing you hear? Pastor, we have never done it that way before. Repetition and replication allow us to move ahead with no forethought, no concentration, no pre-planning. We are too often quick to reject the idea that good things can come from change. For this reason, change, change, change often has to wait for an opportunity to sneak up on us and catch us unawares. 
has to wait for us to find ourselves flailing in uncertainty, bereft of answers. That was Moses' state of mind when he fled from Egypt. This man who had spent his academic life under the tutelage of some of the greatest minds in Pharaoh's court. This brother, Moses, had every advantage. Well-read and well-spoken and well-traveled and well-dressed and well-balanced groomed to become a ruler over Egypt, now found himself in a strange land, forced to leave Egypt because he arrogantly took the law into his own hands and murdered an Egyptian. Moses, once the favorite of Pharaoh, was now an ostracized wanderer, one who was cast out beyond Egypt's borders. From this point, his journey would be God-ordained. Clearly, there was something Moses needed to learn that would never, that he would have never been able to learn in the books written by Egyptian scribes. Moses would have a new instructor now, the God of the Hebrews, Yahweh. You see, Ebenezer, everything changed. Moses had a wife, Zipporah. He had a new job, a sheep herder. The man once dressed in finery and slated to be the next pharaoh of Egypt now had a new career, and it was tending sheep and goats. And some said smelling like them too. Moses went from the throne room to the desert's gloom. He went from owning slaves to being a descendant of slaves. He went from having all the answers to having none of the answers. If you haven't read the scriptures, you've at least seen the movie. Moses finds himself in the desert, placed there by our Lord. It was an isolated existence, tending sheep for the priest of Midian. You see, it was a far, far cry from being Pharaoh's favorite son. But how many of you know that our best lessons often come through unique learning experiences. Getting laid off can lead to a new and better career. Being forced to downsize can teach you the importance of saving. Tragedy can force you to lean on the Lord. That person that you were in relationship led to the person of your dreams. You know the one that kicked you to the curve. The Egyptians revered pharaohs, but they had little respect for shepherds. And Moses was now a shepherd for Jethro, his father-in-law. What did Moses do with his change in his direction? Well, 
Scripture tells us he eventually became the leader of more than a million people, Hebrew people. He led his people out of slavery. He created a new nation, a nation of God's chosen people. The years that preceded his quest, those years in the desert, would, would turn out to be vital preparation for his future. And scripture says that his training took place on the backside of the desert. What does the scriptural account mean by the backside of the desert? Moses was in the desert plains, 500 miles beyond the fertile delta that embodied Egypt. This desert, parts by infrequent rain and little grass, was all around him. But the Bible says as Moses went to the backside of the desert, far, far from the, from the Midian's usual grazing area. You see, that journey took him to a mountain called Horeb which means glowing. And this is where God's training of Moses began, on the backside of the desert. And I know you're sitting there wondering, asking, why, why the backside? Why not near the Midian well? Why not near the base camp where Moses could enjoy a good meal and the company of surrounding so he could get the sheep herder's full attention. You see, when God called out to him from the bush, Moses heard God. That's why God takes us to the backside of our desert experience, because it's the only place where God can get our undivided attention. God, you see, speaks loudest when we turn toward him and away from life's clutter. To become a mighty force for God, you must first become humble and small. Everything grand and glorious has to be taken away before God can use you for the ultimate purpose. Like a carpenter refinishing an old piece of furniture, the Lord's first display of his craftsmanship is in the stripping. Beautifully and lovingly, God scrapes away the layers of worldliness in a quiet place where there are no distractions. Sometimes when we're on the backside of the desert, God is trying to tell us something. Some of you know what I mean. God took you to the backside of your existence so you could see the preciousness of what you once thought was a lonely, dry desert. And everything changed. Now you live in a place of living streams of abundance. Why did Moses take his father-in-law's flock to the backside of the desert? Was he in search of greener pastures? Did he just want to get out of the blistering sun? No, Moses was searching for answers. And the angel of the Lord led him to the only place where he could find them, on the backside of the desert. The backside of the desert drew Moses to God. Second, second. The backside of the desert is where we receive God's instructions. 
For Moses, it was teaching time. It was instruction time. In the cleft of a mountain, Moses found God. Mountains were thought to contain divine inspiration. They were the focus of pilgrimages in search of spiritual elevation. In ancient times, mountains were a universal symbol of the nearness of God. And so God spoke to Moses from the mountain of Horeb. And God's first, if you read the text, God's first instruction to Moses was something that was powerful. He said, remove your shoes. Now, the Hebrew word for remove is shawl. It means to slip off or drop off. Similar instructions were given to Joshua in Joshua 5 and 15. But in this context, shoes represent all that is worldly. And God wanted Moses to separate himself from anything that kept him from direct contact with God's holy ground. We let a whole lot of stuff keep us from God's holy ground. Can I get a witness this morning? Not, not just our designer shoes that prevent us from tithing. Some of y'all get that on the way home. But all the other stuff that separates us from God, like our football games, our hair appointments, the mall, club meetings on prayer meeting night, happy hour on Bible study night. Anything that takes precedent over our relationship with the Lord, bowling night. fraternity meeting, sorority night. We let the noise of our lives become so deafening that God can't get a word to us. When spiritual communication becomes critical, God has to take us to the backside of the desert, away uh, from the disharmony of the world so we can hear him. Moses had to be taught that the great I am was and is God the Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when God finally got through, Moses hid his face in fear. It was sure enough an ouch moment for Moses. God finally had Moses' full attention as he began to instruct and teach his chosen leader about the critical mission that lay ahead. You see, Moses would deliver the children of Israel from Pharaoh's grip. Think of how much great work is never ever accomplished for the Lord because we never make a trip to the backside of our desert. I mean, we never fully withdraw from the world to find God's holy ground where he can speak to our hearts and give us instruction. There are churches that have never been built, mission outreach that has never been accomplished, and souls that have never been saved because someone closed his or her ears to God's instructions. 
Showers of blessings are missed because we don't allow ourselves to be drawn to the mountaintop. Too many who would be called are lost in carnal activities, worldly attitudes, selfish motives, lustful desires, and unholy lifestyles. If the backside of the desert is starting to sound good to you, you need to say amen. But finally, brothers and sisters, finally, the backside of the desert and this is the good news is where God, where God, where God reveals his power. God assured Moses of the task that lay before him. Certainly I will be with thee and I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt. We aren't always as ready to receive God's power as you would think. Moses had reservation about his eloquence because he was slow of speech and slow of tongue. In other words, he studied, he, he angered God, that it angered God that Moses still did not trust his power. So he told Aaron to accompany Moses for moral support. God also knew that Moses was afraid of the Egyptians who might still be searching to kill him. So, he, so God told him, all the men are dead which sought thy life. You see, the early Christian church had the same problem Moses had. Even the modern church. They had reservation. Reservations about God's power. You can't sit in this church a Christian and have reservations about God's power. They were afraid to exercise God's power among the people for fear of failure. That thing spoke to me. Ebenezer, I'm telling you today, we need to exercise God's power. We need to exercise God's power. Uh, we have to trust God. Paul had to tell the church at Corinth, know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Our God is a confidence builder. He doesn't need to send us into a den of lions without putting armor on us. He empowers us, not with our might, but with his might. He takes away our fears, and by his spirit, he places, replaces them with his power. He gives us his air for our spiritual lungs, he, his strength for our spiritual weakness, his assurance for our spiritual anxieties, and his inspiration for our spiritual exhaustion. You see, on the backside of the desert, God teaches us that we are never alone. Did you hear me today? We are never alone. Lo, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So if your desert life is giving you trouble, go to the backside of the desert. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Withdraw to the backside 
of the desert where burdens are lifted and your needs are met. Withdraw to the backside of the desert where lives are changed and bodies are healed. Sins are confessed and sorrows are removed. Withdraw to the backside of the desert where demons are overthrown and frustrations are eradicated, where problems are solved and hopes are restored. Withdraw to the backside of the desert where confusions are cleared and questions are answered, where emotions are stirred and ministries are inspired. Withdraw. Withdraw to the backside of the desert where souls are encouraged and the saints of God are enriched and empowered. Ebenezer, go to the backside of the mountain of the desert and commune with God. Our ancestors, old folks used to say, withdraw to the mountain, withdraw to the backside of the desert and have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles because he will answer by and by. How many of y'all know something amazing happens when you have a little talk with Jesus? Tell him all about your troubles. He, he will hear your faintest cry and surely answer by and by. So if you find yourself on the backside of the desert, know that God is trying to instruct you. God is trying to reveal his power in you. And God is trying to get your attention. The word of God for the people of God and all of God's people said, amen. We're going to open the doors of the church. Perhaps there is someone here that recognize their place and space of where they are. God is trying to get your attention. God is trying to talk to you. We are extending invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer. We're going to open the doors of the church. If you are unchurched, if you don't have a church home, we're extending the invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. If you don't know the Lord, if you don't know the Lord, now is the time to answer the call. Our choir will be leading us as this hymn of invitation. Come on. Here we go. The doors of the church open. Come on, everybody sing. I once was lost in sin, 
I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. Mm, it saved my heart in love and wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus made it right. Why don't you have a little talk with Jesus? Tell him all about. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Feel a little prayer will turn in. And you'll know a little fire is burning. Find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Last verse, I may have doubts and fears, have doubts, my eyes be filled with tears, but Jesus is a friend who watches day and night, I go to him in prayer, he knows my every care, and just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Everybody sing, have a little talk, tell them all about, he will hear, and he will answer, now when you hear, and you'll know, just a little talk. Have a little talk with Jesus. Have a little. Tell them all about. Now when you standing to your feet. Just a little talk with Jesus. All right, let's sing this together one last time. Come on, have a little. Tell them all about. He will hear. And he will answer. Now when you hear. And you know. Just a little talk with Jesus. Let us receive the benediction now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. To him who is able to present you before his Father with exceedingly great joy. To the all-wise God be dominion and power, honor, and glory. Now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Amen.
Ayuk looking against Jalen Johnson. He got 14, but did he push off? He did. This is going to 